Yeah. Oh boy. Welcome back to another episode of Talking Tongue. Hello, everyone. Hi. I missed you. I did. I did, I did, I did. How's everyone doing? What do we got here? Uh, we just finished a live uh, live show or big live stream day. of uh, We just did the improv punch-up like 10 minutes ago. Really funny stuff from the Pod Cavern Ottawa guys. And I was like, you know what? We need more live streaming today. There's not enough of them. Nobody does enough live streaming in the day. And you know what? Um, Pod Cavern has... Uh, stepped up on the podium and said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, um, I'm going to live stream the heck out of the day. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Uh, what's going on? All right. Uh, <laughs> so right now we got one person watching, but that's fine. That's what the live stream is all about, baby. You're able to jump in later. You're able to come say hi later. It doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. Uh, so I always like to start off and say what the show is about, Talking Tongue. This is episode three. Uh, we've done two of these episodes before. Thinking about doing a different type of, uh, more often. I think like I'm thinking about maybe doing this show more often, maybe bi-weekly when I'm not so busy. Because right now I'm talking about stuff that came out earlier in the month and now you're going to be like, Tongue, why are you even talking about this? It's old news now. It's old news. I don't, I don't even want to hear about it. But hey, you know what? If you're gonna watch, if you're gonna watch this, you gotta hear about it. So, uh, and I hope you do. I hope you enjoy. So, Talking Tongue is the Facebook live show where we talk about, or where I talk about, uh, just some of my favorite pop culture things that have come out this month. Uh, we talk about um, uh, anything that's come out specifically this month, and so we're we're trying to some of. What am I trying to say? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much a good uh, description of it. My favorite things that's come out this month that I have seen. There's a lot of things that I'm like, damn it, I wish I saw that for Talking Tongue, but I didn't. Uh, what's new with me? What's new? Uh, I just literally came back, oh man, like an hour ago from to see Wicked. Uh, Wicked was like the musical uh, about the Wizard of Oz, uh, or specifically about the Wicked Witch of the West and her journey to become the Wicked Witch of the West. Um and that was a lot of fun. I, I really, really enjoyed that. Uh, Laura loves musicals. And actually, it was me that was like, we got to see this. It's in Toronto. We're like decently close to Toronto. Let's let's go see some theater. Uh, so that was really fun. We also went to New York earlier this month, which I really enjoyed too. Um, we did a lot of exploring, spent a lot of money, but ate a lot of food, which was nice. Did some exercising, which is very odd to do on vacation. I did more exercising uh, in New York than I have ever done on <laughs> that have done like in Waterloo in the last couple months. So that was, that was interesting for me, but you know what? Hey, I gotta live my best life and living my best life. If that means exercising on vacation, then I gotta do it. Uh, and then what do we do? We did like some tandem biking in central park. We did like, uh, we saw some improv shows, which was really fun. Saw UCB, which is one of my favorite uh, just shows to see. Uh, I love the music way too much. Oh, thank you, Chris. And a face only a mother could love, Alexandra. <laughs> I love you too, buddy. Uh, so 
uh, with some improv shows, uh, one of my favorite things we saw was something called Batsu. Now, Laura surprised me with this thing. She's like, this is a Japanese game show improv show. And I'm like, what on earth is that? Uh, and turns out the um, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's an improv show, but if you fuck up, you're going to get some Japanese game show type shit go on to you. So what happens was like uh, they're like playing like a whatever improv game and then right away, boom, you're tased. You're being tasered oh, like after you fuck up or uh, you can get paintball shot at you or you're going to eat, uh, drink some mop water or eat some sushi off this like sumo guy's like belly and uh, take a shot of soy sauce from his belly button. It was insanity. So uh, if you're ever in New York, Batsu, check it out. That's a free plug for you, Batsu. I know you need it. Uh, went to see some musicals, went to see uh, My Fair Lady, uh, Once on This Island, uh, Spongebob the Musical, which I've been listening to nonstop. Uh, I, earlier, you, you, it might be recorded somewhere in a different podcast thingy, but earlier in the month, I was 100% shitting on the idea of a Spongebob musical. And when I saw it at the Tony Awards, uh, like on TV, I was like, this sounds stupid. <laughs> Spongebob musical, like what? What on earth is that about? Um, but you know what? Turns out I was wrong. Turns out I was wrong. Turns out it was uh, hilarious. Uh, so enough about that. I want to get into some 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 talking tongue stuff. Uh, but before we get started, I can notice right away that the room is getting dark, and I should have preemptively turned on the lights. So let me turn on the lights. Give me a second. The thing about live production, folks, you can't pause it. You can't pause it no matter what. Um, let me just adjust this. Okay, so uh, I want to right away talk about some, and I'll pull it up here. Boom, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, Exandra, apparently it's really good. I still need to listen to SpongeBob. Dude, you gotta, you gotta. It's actually a really, really fun musical uh i 1000 percent recommend it um I, I it's something about the production of how they did it that uh like really stuck with me and uh, i was a pretty big fan of spongebob growing up and then i kind of like teetered and tottered i wasn't i was like whatever spongebob it's it's i i kind of grew out of it and then when i was watching it, it was like i was a kid again it was it was phenomenal it was really really fun uh serena hello thank you for joining just just wanted to say hi to you. Uh, so Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, it's really good. It's really good. And, and this came out earlier in the month. Uh, and, uh, oh boy. Sorry. People are messaging me. Um, it came out earlier in the month and it was... It was such a breath of fresh air. You know, we've had a lot of heavy superhero movies in the last forever. Uh, and And then I was like... You needed a breath from it because spoilers in Infinity War, people, they kind of they kind of disintegrate. Spoilers for Infinity War, but you know what? If you're gonna see that, you would have saw that in Opening Day. Come on, biggest movie of all time. Um, and uh, what do we got here? Alexandra Wasp was fun, but felt a lot like a filler episode. Best part was the credit scene. Oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Hold your horses, there, buddy. Uh, actually, you know what? Let's play some footage of Ant Man and the Wasp in the background while we. While we do some chat in here, uh, let me see here. Again, live production's a little tough, so you gotta bear with me while I'm uh, just tweaking around this stuff here. Okay, 
All right. Sweet. Nope, that is not Ant-Man the Wasp. That is a spoilers for the next thing that we're going to be watching. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if I would say it's a filler. I mean, it was definitely a breath of fresh air from what I needed uh, in, in a superhero movie, honestly. Uh, it was just a lot of fun. And that's kind of what the first Ant-Man was like. You know, the first Ant-Man came out. I remember when I went to the theater on the first Ant-Man and there was... On opening day, there was like nobody in the theaters. And that was my realization where I'm like, man, the superhero bubble, it burst. Like nobody wants to see superhero movies anymore. You have Paul Rudd, a huge comedy star. You have the Marvel, the biggest juggernaut of superhero franchises ever. And you put them together, you expect a big hit. But no, it, it there wasn't really a lot of people that came out for Ant-Man. Uh, although, you know, over time, people are like, oh man, you know what? The first Ant-Man, really, really funny. Uh, second one. I would say it builds on that and becomes it's even more funny and i had way more fun with it than the first ant-man which i i really enjoyed uh, and yeah it, it, the story itself is um i it it's just a summer action not summer like yeah summer action but more like summer comedy they can enjoy with some cool superhero shit that kind of ties into like all the other marvel stuff later uh so we have like um and, and, you know, people on the internet are saying, this is a palate cleanser. This is a palate cleanser, and it's perfect. And I, I agree, because, like, the next thing that we're going to be seeing is not until, I think, uh, next year, early next year. Uh, it's going to be Captain Marvel, which I assume is going to be fun, but probably pretty serious, too. Uh, and, and for me, um, we have a friend of the show, uh, Samantha Leggett, who does a lot of the ranked episodes. And we talk about who your Hanks is. So for her, what a Hanks is, is who's your tom hanks equivalent so anybody any actor that you see that when you see them on screen you're like i know this is going to be a better movie because this actor's in it and paul rudd is my hanks i i enjoy everything more because he's in it uh so i don't want to go into spoiler territory too much and when i do do the spoilers i'll put up a i'll put up a thing here that says spoilers ah um but basically i want to talk about where they are in the in the timeline so we have scott lang and he's on house arrest and this is happening after the events of civil war but before the events of infinity war say for possibly you know the 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 last credit scene which i'll talk about later um and we take it from there it's just scott lang on house arrest he's just trying to be uh, a, a decent human and so he can spend more time with his daughter and get out and be a better father and that's kind of the theme of this this movie is uh is how it's about family and how scott kind of wants to he would do anything for his daughter for his family uh, and then going back to uh hank pym and um the name is escaping me oh god it's evangelion even evangeline lily's character i forget her name right now uh evangelion like the anime <laughs> evangeline lily's character is wasp she's the wasp and her, their journey to find their family their missing mom in the quantum realm um so th that's kind of the overarching story is that they they have to get scott who's been in the quantum realm to help them find the secret to find 
their mom, Janet Van Dyne. Uh, and then they go on a bunch of different adventures and whatnot and uh, all that stuff. So we have uh, Michael Pena's character and his crew that come back. And one of my favorite parts of the movie, like in the first movie, was just Michael Pena like monologuing. Um, so I remember when he was doing that, I was I did like an audible yell in the theater. I'm like, yes, he's, he's doing that thing, that really funny thing where he's monologuing and uh, he's doing the voice of a bunch of uh, characters on screen. Uh, we want to talk about uh, the villain in the story. Uh, we want to talk about uh, Ghost. So Marvel has a famously bad, <laughs> lack of a better word, lineup of villains that have appeared in their movies. And I will say that I it's hard for me to... I have to watch this movie again because when I watched it, I was like, Ghost? The, the female villain uh, who can phase through walls and stuff like that is not too bad. I thought she was a fine villain. I thought she she wasn't really that much of a villain. In fact, she hasn't she didn't do too many things that were like bad. Um, but she she all she was doing was that she was really just trying to heal herself. So she wanted to make it back to the quantum realm to to fix herself. And she did some things that were like, OK, you're towing the line to become a bad guy. And maybe you fought the heroes in the movie a little bit here and there. But she didn't really like I don't remember her killing anybody or really she threatened to hurt like Scott's daughter. But that was about it. So in terms of being an actual villain, I don't think she really was, but they needed something to like be a, a threat in the movie. And all her scenes of like phasing in and out was really fun too. Oh, Lori just got home and now she's going to be listening to me. Hi. Hello. That's embarrassing. <laughs> I should have closed the door. Um, and let's see, let's move on. Anything in the comments here? Nothing yet. Uh, so I want to talk about uh, Randall Park's character. He plays Agent Wu. Uh, Agent Wu is like the FBI agent. He's like a really minor character in the Marvel comics. And I would say Randall Park's another one of my like mini Hanks where anytime I see him, I'm like, yes, Randall Park. Uh, <laughs> he was just uh, another good, uh, funny voice in the movie and uh, did a lot of heavy lifting in terms of the humor. Um, we actually saw one of the bad guys at uh, when we see, saw the UCB show um, in New York, and he that was really cool. They're like, "Oh, we're bringing out a, a star in the Marvel universe." We're like, "Oh my God, Michael Pena is going to be on stage doing improv!" But it was just like a minor FBI character, uh, which which it was kind of cool to see that guy not be a bad guy on real life on stage. Uh, let's see, uh, my thoughts are everywhere. I just wrote a bunch of things that I thought were kind of like that I just needed a shout out. Uh, I want to talk about Abby, the daughter. The kid actor was really, really funny in the movie. So I really enjoyed that. Uh, and her, uh, just like what she contributed to the movie and just she, she had a lot of good lines and stuff like that uh, to help with Scott's development. Um, all right, let's talk about some cons. Um, Lawrence Fishborn, Fishborn, uh, Lawrence Fishburne, uh, as we know, as um, from The Matrix, right? Um, or from a bunch of other movies too, but I, I'm like, Lawrence Fishburne, Matrix, boom. Um, but he played uh, Goliath, or I forget his like regular name, that's not Goliath, but the first person to go huge, the first person to do like the giant man thing, but he wasn't as giant as like uh, Ant-Man's uh, 
giant man. Uh, I thought he was underused. I thought it was like cool to have him there, but overall, I wanted to see him do more. Although the way they set it up, we might see his character later. Judy Greer and bon- Bobby Cannavale, uh, just like in the first movie, uh, underused. Uh, I, I like them both as actors, but I mean, like what they are in the movies, like a, a mom and dad to uh, S- Scott's daughter, uh, like they're not going to do too much in the film. And here they also don't do too much besides kind of, they do less in this movie than they did in the first movie. Uh, so it's it's good to see them, but you basically have like these pretty big all-star actors that are, aren't doing too much on screen. Uh, Walton Goggins, he's uh, plays Sonny Birch. He's like one of the other main antagonists in the movie who kind of put a wrench in uh, Scott Lang's plans and and, and Hank Pym's uh, uh, plans. And he, I thought he was not underused, actually. Um, I think he's from fuck, some, what was it? What's it called? It's some HBO show, I think. It's like a Western. Maybe it's not HBO. I don't know. I, I, I didn't do my research on Walton, Walton Goggins, but apparently he's pretty huge. Um, but he was not underused. He was actually shown on screen quite a bit, but every time I saw him, I'm like, ah, he's such a generic bad guy. He seems to be a great actor, but just everything he said on screen was like, okay, you're, you're the bad guy. I get it. Uh, and he's also working for a guy we don't see ever. (laughs) Uh, I guess I should put up the spoilers icon here. Um, so let's put that up here. Boom. Um, so in terms of spoilers, uh, with the movie that, you know, hmm, which, what should we start with first? So Janet Van Dyne, Janet Van Dyne, we eventually do see her, which that moment where Hank Pym and Janet are reunited is really sweet. It's really nice. He worked so hard to get her, to get to her, um, and, see him in the original Ant-Man suit in a way or like a shrinkable suit was uh, nostalgic in a way that I'm like I'm nostalgic somehow but we never really saw um, Michael Douglas in the original Ant-Man suit really so uh, I'm, for some reason I'm nostalgic that they're, the, the original Ant-Man and the Wasp are reunited um, but that scene was really really good um, some highlights is Paul Rudd as a kid trying to get the suit in the hi- in the school. If you've seen this scene, uh, there's actually a little part in the trailer where you see him. Uh, really, really funny. Uh, there's another part in the movie where Paul Rudd is possessed by Janet, and he's like has a really feminine voice, and she's controlling him to to direct um, uh, Michael Douglas and uh, Evangeline Lilly's character to her in the quantum realm, and and again it makes some great humor. Uh, Every scene with the shrinking and making things big, like with the Hello Kitty thing, or like having like a suitcase full of like Hot Wheels cars and making them huge was, it's just a, a treat. Even in this scene here, as you can see, uh, the giant man, he, he goes huge in this movie, which is really fun too. Um, we have, uh, of course, okay, and here's the big one, is the mid credit scenes is the Infinity War ending. Now, we kind of... You kind of expected it. Like the entire movie, it makes you kind of forget that you saw Infinity War. And then you get to it and you're like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> like I come, like this whole movie was a lot of fun. And then at the very end, they just have to gut punch you. So Janet is finally saved. Uh, like she 
she's out of there and in fact some at some point you're like is she gonna be a villain but nope uh but she's finally saved and now they have to get some quantum energy from the quantum realm to help ghost uh because now they're friends for some reason ghost lives because janet gave her gave her she has like powers coming out of it and she kind of heals ghost a little bit from from phasing in and out um so scott's going into like uh, Michael Pena's like trailer or like truck into the quantum realm to like get uh, quantum particles to kind of heal their friends. And while that's happening, uh, you you see it coming from a mile away, but it still just hits you in the gut anyways. That, that Thanos snap, like bam. And then the last thing you see is just a bunch of disintegrated dust of all your favorite characters that you really, really liked uh, throughout ant-man and the wasp or i'll be the main three well you got wasp you got uh hank pym and you got janet van dyne and they're all gone and it leaves scott in the quantum realm which makes things super super juicy for everything going forward which i i think is uh really great for the marvel universe they keep finding ways to make things exciting in the universe like they don't leave them where they started a lot of movies are like all right we're gonna start pretty good bad shit's gonna happen but no matter all this bad shit we're gonna revert back to everything's fine at the end now the marvel movies have like reached to a point where like they can just leave their characters wherever really uh and so where we have right now is that scott is kind of in in limbo and we don't know how he's gonna get out all we know is that time travel is gonna be involved somehow in the next avengers movie and that's as far as i know so it's not really spoilers to say so i don't think but um somehow scott's gonna harness his energy i guess to to go back in time to do some stuff i'm not sure i'm not completely sure uh anyways uh that's ant-man the wasp i really really enjoyed it as you can probably tell from all of the nerding out that i did for that uh and i you know i would see that again 100 percent i i'm surprised i didn't go ahead and see it again in theaters oops i am just clicking all these buttons now and i where hang on there we go and there we go I, I will never get used to this life reducing thing. I keep clicking all the wrong buttons. I need a I need a I need an assistant. That's what I need. I need an assistant to help me with this. Uh let's see here. Have a little sip here. Mmm. Some spiced rum and diet coke, because I'm trying to be healthy. Uh spiced rum from the duty free when we came back from New York. So cheap. But they, you know what? I, I have an opinion on this. They always have d deals at the duty free where it's like two, four, 30 bucks, but you can only bring one bottle back. So it's kind of a tea, well, per person. Uh, so it's kind of a tease, unless like you and whoever you're with are like, hey, that person is going to take that other, that second bottle so I can take advantage of that deal. Otherwise, you're kind of screwed. You just have to buy a single bottle. Well, you're not really screwed because it's way cheaper. Uh, but I digress. That's a. Uh, that's a silly point to make, uh, but that's my opinion on it. Yeah, it's a hot take. Uh, okay, so the next movie I want to get into is, well, you've probably already seen it, and it's not really a spoilers, but here we go. Boom. Um, actually, hang on. I have to send this quick thing here. 
Okay, that's that's the most fun thing to see on a live stream is somebody sending a text message. Um, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna look at Skyscraper. And let's see here. There we go, there he is in all his glory. Um, skyscraper. So I'll be honest, I uh, this, Coming up with topics for this month's Talking Tongue was a little bit hard for me. I was like, I don't really know what I want to talk about this month. I, I have no idea. Um, I knew about Ant-Man right off the get-go, but I was looking through the list of things, and I'm like, <laughs> I was in such a place where I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, should I just ha I have to buy a video game? Like, I'm going to have to buy a video game so I can have something to talk about in Talking Tongue, which is the worst reason to bu go buy a $90 video game. So I didn't. I didn't. I was like, I'm going to go... I need something done. I was like, this month has been so busy with like, so busy with vacation. That's, that makes me busy. Uh, but also just, um, uh, I was doing a lot of editing for work. I was actually doing like a wedding edit, which took a lot of my time. So it made me not able to watch anything or play anything. Uh, but now that's over. So I was like, oh my God, this happened like a couple days ago where I'm like, okay, it, it's over. Uh, um, and I need something to watch right away. And people kept talking about how great Skyscraper was. And I'm like, are you serious? The movie with Dwayne Johnson? I mean, it looks pretty stupid. Uh, but then I realized, I'm like, I need a stupid movie in my life right now. Something that I can just turn my brain off and just go. And honestly, this this movie is exactly that. This movie, like, I'm, I'm not going to dress it too much but like it's it's not really that great of a movie but it's a really really good b movie if you want a movie that like it don't, like don't think about it like the logic in it the whole story the whole premise of it makes very little sense uh if you think about it too hard but if you just want something fun and like that's done well like there's some really fun action stuff then i would recommend skyscraper now i will say after we're recording this on july 29th uh, just two days ago, we had Mission Impossible 6 come out. And part of me wishes that I went to see that instead if I was going to watch a, a, a an action movie. But, you know, I've never actually... Uh, spoilers, I've never seen, like, any of the Mission Impossible movies. And I'm definitely the person who's like, even though everyone's talking about how great Mission Impossible 6 is, I gotta know what happens between 1 and 5. I have to know. I... And you could be like, oh, yeah, well, you could find out if you just watch six and then go back and watch one to five. I'm like, eh, no, no, I have to do it in chronological order the first time I do it because uh, I'm stubborn like that. Um, so uh, let's let's talk about a little bit. Oh, actually, let's find that picture here. And uh, I'm going to go a little AWOL off my original plan. But skyscraper parabola, I think it's called someone made this great thing here and let's see if I can uh, it's kind of hard to see but uh, you might have seen this picture already but some mathematician spent like an hour drawing out <laughs> where uh, Dwayne Johnson would fall if you were to jump off that like giant crane and I think it's hilarious like this movie defies logic so many times but there's a this part of the movie happens like it's a really big part where he's just gunning it for the building and there's fire underneath. So you really can't fuck it up. Uh, he has to jump through that window. And I love how like this, like no matter how 
like no matter where he's jumping from he's gonna fall all the way to the ground or into the building under that fire so there's no way he can actually make it into the building i thought that was really entertaining picture um but again like this movie you don't have to think about it It just it makes no sense most of the time how he does things uh but it's it's there's some charm to it and i i really like that i i think the Dwayne Assange? No. The Rock Assange? No. Dwayne Johnson? Whatever. The the era of Dwayne Johnson. Uh, <laughs> Laura's just looking at me. Uh, she's like, what are you even talking about? <laughs> uh, a good call the Dwayne Assange. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Uh, is, uh, is still going strong. He does like three, four movies a year. He's probably one of the highest paid actors right now. And I think he's going strong. He's still a likable guy. He, I, I think he hasn't run out of steam yet. Uh, if you, I liked someone put like a super cut of his trailers together. And if you put like a bunch of like, like his movies and scenes are really interchangeable. You could be like this scene right here. That's from Rampage. This scene right here. That's from San Andreas. This scene right here is from uh, Baywatch or whatever. <laughs> they all look kind of similar or Fast and the Furious. Um, so let's, yeah, let's go back. Uh, this is a really good B movie. Um, and had, yeah, let's see. What am I writing here? This had some surprising tension and some fun stuff. I already said that. Uh, let's talk about the skyscraper itself. The skyscraper <laughs> It's it's huge. Like obviously, it's the movie is called Skyscraper. Like it's they they do a comparison at the beginning of the movie where like it's like five times the size of like the Empire State Building or like even bigger than that. I can't remember the actual size of it, uh, but it's so big that it goes into like the clouds and stuff like that, costing billions and billions of dollars. Uh, and like at some point, I'm like, all right, I'm kind of interested in seeing what <laughs> what's in this skyscraper, and they do very little to show you what else is in the skyscraper between like except for like three floors there's like the lobby floor uh in the middle there's like this like nature zone floor and you're like okay maybe there's more to the skyscraper than i thought uh, but then they like give that up entirely apparently like, there's pandas and stuff in the skyscraper but you don't ever see a single panda once in the movie uh and then there's like the residential floor where only uh Dwayne Johnson works right now or he lives in his family uh and then there's like the god tier floor where just like the guy who owns the building is all the way at the top and he just has his like penthouse and stuff like that and that's all you see in the skyscraper which is kind of disappointing cuz in a movie called skyscraper you're probably expecting a, a tall building, which it, still, it delivers, but B, like, what else is in this giant building? Turns out, not much. Not, not much at all. Um, and, and this movie, uh, let's see, we have The Rock himself uh, jumping from, like, some of the most exciting things in this movie is that The Rock jumps from one tall thing to another tall thing. Like, somehow, and, and like, I should mention off the get-go, his character... Uh, Will Sawyer, I think believe it is. Uh, he's like uh, an amputee. Like he, he had a really uh, dark past in the beginning of the movie, where he was like an uh, FBI agent or something like that who uh, did, made a wrong call and he was caught in an explosion and his leg got like torn off from the explosion, uh, and now he's an amputee. Um, and and so the entire movie, he's kind of like running around with this like fake leg, uh, this amputee leg. And it kind of, it actually makes the movie way more fun because he does some really fun stuff like fight 
with like no like just like, here it is there you see see his leg over here uh, so he, you see a lot of fighting with him like with his leg off or like he's like uses his leg to like stop a door from like this really like stain not stainless steel like this really big huge security door and somehow his like amputee leg like his super amputee leg like level ten thousand puts it in front of the frame while it's closing and he just stops the door from moving <laughs> it's really stupid uh uh and he could do a lot of stuff with that leg. Like he climbs like that crane that you see that from that picture that I showed earlier in like, like less than 10 minutes. He beats everybody who like took the elevator. Uh, oh, here we go. 3,500 feet is how big the skyscraper is. Uh, he beats everybody to the top of that crane who took the elevator, which is completely ridiculous. Uh, there is like a room of like at the top of the um, building. There's like this giant pearl. That's, that's what they call it. And there's basically, for some reason, a room full of mirrors. They're like, the pearl can do anything. And you're like, okay, what can it do? And it's all it is. It's like really expensive. Uh, like 8K LEDs is what he said. Like he spent millions and millions of dollars on. And all it does is it shows you reflections of stuff in the room, which is completely pointless. <laughs> and then you can also flip the camera and it can show you the reflections from the outside. So there is a cool scene where like, the guy's like, you're in heaven now. And they flip the screens and it looks like Dwayne is just standing in the sky. So I guess that's kind of cool. But like, other than that, that whole mirror room, like has no business in being the movie, but there is a really cool mirror fight at the very end. And, uh, the rock, like he kicks some guy off of it and there's a grenade that explodes. It's, it's really funny. Um, lots of good cheesy one-liners, which I really liked. Um, all in all, I'm going to go ahead and say that like out of all the movies that are out right now, I am 1000% confident that Mission Impossible is probably the more action packed movie that you should probably go see. But if you really want a dumb movie, which I really needed, Skyscraper is a really dumb movie, uh, in the best way possible. Uh, and I was really surprised cause I, I don't usually go for that kind of thing, but Honestly, if you're feeling like you need something that doesn't have that much substance, but a lot of good eye candy, then this movie will do you just fine. Do you just fine. Okay, let's, uh, let's take a break ski here. Um, all right. And we'll just turn that off and that off. Okay. Uh, well... Don't worry, you're not in the stream. Don't worry. Don't worry. You can you can leave it there. I, Laura's crawling, and she just handed me uh, a pie. A pie? Mm -hmm. Is it a pie? Yeah. What kind of pie is it? Bumbleberry chocolate. Bumbleberry? Bumbleberry chocolate. Oh, boy. Yum. That sounds delicious. Bumbleberry pie. Thank you. Um. All right. So, yeah, okay. So let's continue. Let's keep going. Um, lost to Lost to Watch. Um, I don't think I can reach that pie. Actually, I'm going to go get it. Uh, give me a second here. So this is the pie that Laura just snuck in here. Uh, she didn't want to be on the stream, which is fine. Bumbleberry pie. I don't even know what a bumbleberry is. Oh, man. Thank you. That was really good. That was really good. Oh man. Um, I'll try not to eat too much on this stream. I'll try. I, I promise you, I will.
try not to eat too much. Okay, let's continue. Let's keep it going. Uh, lots and lots to cover. Um, so I want to go and uh, talk about San Diego Comic Con. Now, this is uh, a big deal. Uh, in a way, <laughs> big deal is relative. I mean, big deal in the world of nerdy pop culture shit, <laughs> but not in like the state of the world kind of thing. Uh, but SDCC, San Diego Comic-Con, is a four-day event uh, founded by a group in 1970. Now, that I don't know this off the top of my head. Obviously, I wikipedia did this. Uh, it was originally called the San Diego Comic Book Convention, uh, and it was originally showcasing primarily comic books, science fiction, and fantasy-related film, television, and popular arts, whatever. Um, and it, it's, it, it's evolved since then. Now it, it's, it's like a big cosplay event place. It shows video games, manga, anime, toys, um, lots of like celebrities, uh, from all around the world come into this thing. And, uh, it's the largest convention of its kind, uh, in the world. And it has like a Guinness world records of being that, that big of a convention. Oh, sorry, this bumbleberry is making me all burpy. Um, now, it, every year at San Diego Comic-Con, they have a lot of trailers that have come out, that come out and they're like, this is what you should be excited about in the coming months or the year or whatever it is. Uh, and I, I handpicked a couple that I was like, you know what? I am very excited to to see this to see what's going on here. So uh, we're going to go ahead and watch the first one. Uh, I handpicked four. Now there's a lot of trailers that came out and I, I intentionally skipped some, like some I'm sure a lot of you would be excited for, like Doctor Who. I am not a big Doctor Who fan, so or I've never really watched Doctor Who, to be honest. I'm sure I'd love it, but there's just... Even if you watch it from the like modern Doctor Who era, like I that's still like, what, 10 seasons? I, I don't... I That's too much. There's too many seasons. Um, but I, I did end up watching that trailer because there's a new female Doctor Who, which is very exciting for the fans of Doctor Who. But uh, I'm, I'm talking about stuff that, you know, that I have somewhat of an interest for. So I handpicked four. Uh, first one being Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. And I, I'll start off with that one. Uh, so let's move it around here. And show the window. Gotcha. So just watch the trailer with me and we'll, we'll talk over it, I guess. I'm scared, Professor Dumbledore. Everyone is scared of something. Ridiculous! Mute? You're up next. That's an unusual one. What Mr. Scamander fears above everything else is... Having to work in an office, sir. <laughs> Go ahead, Newt. <laughs> Ridiculous. I... I can't put my finger on it, but I've, I've never really enjoyed too many of the Harry Potter Magic movies. Bloomed. First Fantastic Beasts was alright. In rare souls. Lots of bubbles. in shadows.
the old ways serve us no longer. Why is Johnny Depp in this movie at all? I, I cannot. I liked it better when it was Colin Farrell. I'll be, I'll be honest. That he would rise to dominance over the wizarding world. So you're asking me to help hunt him down? I can't move against Grindelwald. Grindelwald. It has to be you. In your shoes, I'd probably refuse to. It's late. Good evening, Newt. Oh, come on. You underestimate your talents, Mr. Scamond. Your arrogance is a key to our victory. Muggles are not lesser. Oh, yeah, that guy. Not disposable. You're too good, Newt. You never met a monster you couldn't love. Credence! Oh, yeah. Ezra Miller's in this movie. The Flash. Mr. Scamander. Do you think Dumbledore will mourn for you? When he said Mr. Scamander, he really sounded a lot like uh, Jack Sparrow there. Ah. Crimes of Grindelwald. Are you a ghost? No. I'm alive. But I'm an alchemist and therefore immortal. Oh. Nicolas Flamel. Jacob Quas. Oh. Oh. You don't look a day over 375. Uh, yeah. So that's the first trailer I wanted to watch and kind of talk about. But, uh, I mean, I, the only thing I really got to say about that one is that, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. Like, when I first saw the first trailer of, um, of, um, of uh, Fantastic Beasts, I was like, okay, well, that seems like the same movie as the first one. And then the second trailer for this one seems a lot better. Uh, definitely a little bit more excited than I was the first time I watched the other trailer. But I'm still really confused about what the story really is. I mean, I guess the title says it. It's the crimes of Grindelwald. But, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. Something about the Harry Potter movies never really get me too excited. And I love Harry Potter. Like, Laura and I listened to, like, all the audiobooks pretty recently. Uh, and that was a lot of fun to just to just go through the entire series again. And the books hold up. The books are great. Uh, the movies are hit or miss. Like I like some of them to a degree, but uh, some of the other ones uh, I wasn't that big of a fan of. Uh, this one seems probably serviceable, but like you like Jude Law's Dumbledore. Um, I I don't really see him as Dumbledore, but maybe watching the movie will change my mind about it a little bit. But um, Johnny Depp's character 100% just feels wrong like I don't know I feel like any other casting would have been better uh because you're well the whole thing is like Dumbledore used to love this guy used to love him uh Grindelwald uh in more than just a friendly way and 
I'm thinking you're like, why would anyone love this guy? He's clearly a psychopath. The guy has like a scary eye and everything. Like, why would you love this? <laughs> Anyways, uh, I digress. Uh, let's move on to the next trailer. Uh, Godzilla, King of Monsters. Now, I never saw the first Godzilla movie. I heard it's pretty good. I never saw Kong, Skull Island, which I also hear is really fun. So I really don't have an opinion on these movies, except that I, I really like this trailer and it may, makes me want to watch the other two. Uh, so here we go. Our world is changing. The mass extinction we feared has already begun. So we got Millie Bobby Brown, which is exciting too. We Eleven. Infection. See, Eleven would have been able to push all of that dirt away from her. She would have been able but to block it. But like all living organisms, it. the Earth unleashed a fever to fight this infection. Its original and rightful rulers, the Titans. For thousands of years, these creatures have remained in hiding around the world. Unless all the Titans are found, our planet will perish, and so will we. They are the only guarantee that life will carry on. What is that thing? <laughs> See, what I like about, like, I love giant monsters. Giant monsters remind me of, like, Pacific Rim, which I thought was a super fun movie. I never saw the second one yet, but this immediately makes me think like crossover between like the uh, Godzilla like franchise universe and Pacific Rim like big giant sorry, robots and monsters fighting each other. That's exciting. Um, I was gonna say even in a Godzilla movie, you got Charles Dance acting like a Lannister, like a Lannister. Uh, yeah, I think that movie could be could be pretty fun too. Um, so, like, I I I'm pretty like. There's only other two other movies I gotta watch. I can I can do that. I can do that. Um, now we're gonna go into the last two of the evening. Uh, let's talk about some. Aquaman. So let's play it up here. Uh, so obviously premise, uh, or just to start off, we know how much DC has kind of screwed around with the franchises of the DC universe and continue to do so with this entire like um, Joker origin movie with like Joaquin Phoenix and I, who else do they have that's in talks to be in the movie? Someone pretty big, I can't remember. But like, I... This movie itself, like the lot of there's there's a lot of um, fanfare for it. They're like, oh my god, this is the movie that we've been waiting for. But uh, 
well, I guess let's be the judge together. Let's just watch it, and and I guess you'll see. I, I'm not really feeling it that much, but it looks like a generic superhero movie. But that might be just what DC needs right now. So let's take a look. My father was a lighthouse keeper. My mother was a queen. But life has a way of bringing people together. He could unite our worlds one day. Check it out. Arthur is talking to the fish. Hey, fish boy. What a bully, man. They made me what I am. Cal Drogo, man, there he is. I mean, I've been looking for you. Your half brother, King Orm. So, is about Aquaman to in the comics has the become world. like they tr they've done a lot of work since the like the sixties or whatever, seventies, of making Aquaman from being really lame, talking to fish, to like being pretty me, badass. You do your best thinking when you're not thinking at all. That was the worst pet talk ever. Some people have a problem with Jason in. Momoa being Aquaman. Like, honestly, like, I have no problem with that. Um, he looks apart. Doesn't have, like, the gold hair that some of the Aquaman incarnations have. To challenge me for the throne. I call it an ass whooping. King Orm looks pretty lame. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that. No leader. Because I have no choice. I came to save my home and the people that I love. You think you're unworthy to lead because you're of two different worlds. But that is exactly why you are worthy. Alright, here we go. We got Black Manta, which I'm stoked for. He's like one of the coolest the DC characters. Look at this. And I'm bringing the Friggin wrath of the fish bug man with laser eyes. Aquaman skydiving in the desert seems like it's, it's, it's just a it's bad news. It's bad news. There's no water around there unless he like sucks it out of like cactuses and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, honestly, on that watch, I actually was kind of into it. So I might have just like ate my words from what I just said uh, minutes ago. But uh, like it seems like a slightly different Aquaman than what we saw in like the Justice League like in Justice League like I didn't really understand his character much at all like he was kind of like an outcast like he did he kind of denied the sea even though he's Aquaman uh but you don't even get to see him like do any fish shark power at all in Justice League so it was nice to actually see him like control the fish uh so that you know what? I'll give it. I mean, I'm a sucker for all these things. Like, I'm going to go ahead and watch all the DC movies, even though I don't know what they're doing with them. Uh, I don't even know if like if how coherent of a universe it is anymore, because like they're doing a Gotham hero, Gotham City Sirens, which is like Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy and Catwoman. And they're doing this like Joker origin movie, but they're going to do they're keeping Jared Leto's Joker, too. So there's going to be two Jokers and I don't know how they're going to kind of put them all together 
still talks of Black Adam. So, you know, the hit movie Skyscraper, <laughs> Rock is coming back or Dwayne Johnson's coming back to play Black Adam uh, and segue into Black Adam's, you know, rival, the protagonist of this movie. And this is my favorite trailer of the entire uh, SDC SDCC, San Diego Comic-Con's like trailer lineup uh, is Shazam. Uh, Shazam, uh, for those of you who don't know, is about uh, a kid who inherits inherits the power of uh, Shazam. Essentially, this like uh, magical beings that give him this godlike power, where he's basically Superman, but he's stronger than Superman because Superman's weak against magic, and Shazam has like magical powers. Even though he can fly and do all this other stuff, he has kind of like lightning harness powers too. Uh, but he's a kid, so he's like a kid with a superhero body uh, played by Zachary Levi. So let's take a look. You've run from foster homes in six counties. I can take care of myself. When you're 18, give these people a chance because that's what they're giving you. This is Billy Batson. Billy Batson. Make sure you make him feel at home. Great, great. They seem nice. Comic book here. Don't buy Comic book here. It gets real Game of Thrones around here. Dude, just messing around. You look at me and you're like, why so dark? You're a disabled foster kid. You've got it all. <laughs> if you could have one superpower, what would you pick? Everybody chooses flight. You know why? So they can fly away from this conversation. No, because heroes fly. What, you need your fake family to stand up for you? Hey! Man, sorry about that. Go, go, go! Get out the way! I'm not sure if... The, I, I'm not completely sold on the kit that they got for Billy Batson, but we will see. Billy we'll see. Batson. So here we go. This is like the spirit that you. kind of like... Kind of take over uh, Billy Batson's body, in a way. Take over is the wrong term. Like, they give him his powers. Hello? The power of Shazam. Say my name so my powers may flow through you. Say my name. name, sir. I'm Shazam. Walter White. Wait, for real? Say okay! Shazam? Ah, ah. This means Billy! What is happening? You're the only person I know that knows anything about this Cape Crusader stuff. Can I? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> If you want to see like a more serious version of Shazam, there's a just before I forget, there's an amazing comic called Superior by Mark Miller. Read that. Oh, it's awesome, man. So yeah, it's like Shazam. It's called Superior. Give it a watch. Oh, okay. Well. Sit down. You know, I don't think that's gonna buff out. Your phone's charged. Your phone's charged. The hell? You're like a bad guy, right? That's pretty cool. Gentlemen! You have bullet immunity! I'm bulletproof. <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> Sorry about your window, but night. you're welcome for not getting robbed. Oh, hey, what's up? I'm a superhero. I think it's going to be fun. 
I wonder, like, if they ever make more Justice League movies, it'd be really exciting to see Shazam enter the fold again. Like, he was a really fun... He's a really fun hero. He has a really interesting take because he's... Again, he's as strong as Superman, but he's just, like, a 10-year-old kid. Like, or 12-year-old kid. Like, he's a young guy, like, in the in this, in the body. So, I think it's... uh, It could be good. So, th- that's the most excited I am for... Uh, for... For the DC universe, I guess, like in general, Aquaman could be okay, but Shazam, Shazam's looking good. Shazam could be the thing that we need until we see Wonder Woman 2, which I hope still is still is good. Uh, yeah. And like, I didn't cover some of the other things from San Diego Comic-Con. Like I said before, like I did watch the Mayans trailer, which is like the Sun, Sons of Anarchy, fantastic show by Kurt Sutter, uh, which they should have just finished there at the, this, the spinoff show called the Mayans, the, other like antagonist rival biker gang and the trailer is like this just looks like knockoff sons of anarchy doesn't look as fun uh and then you got like the walking dead trailer which i don't care about anymore i haven't watched that show since like season six here it's still pretty bad but i mean people still love it i guess there's still uh, people are still watching it uh and then there was other things that came out too which i couldn't be bothered to watch or i don't even know what they were so um I'm personally more excited about the superhero stuff. Okay. Let's see here. So we got some, oh, we got some people watching here. Uh, hello, everyone. Thank you for joining in and joining the stream. Um, feel free to ask any questions as we are wrapping things up for tonight's stream a little bit. Um, but while we're doing that and while wrapping up the show a bit, I want to talk about some things that I'm looking forward to in the month of of august uh so let's just cue up some some music while we do that shall we okay let's do this here all right let's not get the music too overpowering here uh so uh in the month of august uh it's gonna be great i i Overcooked 2, very excited for that. Uh, Leslie Cherapy, uh, host of the Improv Punch-Up in a lot of ranked episodes. Uh, we, we finished the entire of Overcooked, for the first one together, and it was a really lo- a lot of fun, so I'm gonna have to make Laura, or get her, <laughs> make her, get her to, to help me out with the second one, Overcooked. Uh, I'm excited for Monster Hunter World, uh, the PC version. I was holding out for the PC version. Uh, and it's finally coming. Uh, in terms of video games, uh, World of Warcraft expansion, that could be kind of cool. Although, I, I, I don't know if I can commit again to the World of Warcraft. But it, somehow it always pulls me back every couple, couple years. Uh, Christopher Robin, uh, the the Winnie the Pooh movie. movie. Christopher Robin! <laughs> uh, Laura hates when I do that. Uh, I'm excited for that one too. I, I think it's going to be... It looks fun. I mean, the, the 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 actual Winnie the Pooh characters look a little like they came out of like rehab or something like that. But I, I think that aside, they look a little roughed up. That's why I say that. Uh, that aside, I'm, I'm still excited for it. Uh, Eighth Grade, that Bo Burnham uh, indie movie. It's been out in July actually, but um, in like the states. But it's coming around here in August, so I'm very excited for that. Uh, and Crazy Rich Asians, because um, obviously I want to watch that uh yeah yeah that was that's 
then that that's the episode. That's the episode. Uh, thank you for watching, everyone. Uh, it's been a really fun time to to keep doing the show. I'm always excited. Uh, thank you for everyone who tuned in throughout the show and everyone who wrote uh, in the comments. I know I didn't have much time to read them in this episode, but uh, yeah, thanks for watching again, uh, and I'll see ya next time. Thank you again. Bye.